Freddy versus Jason. Godzilla versus Kong. Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> Hollywood has long known the box office value inherent in pitting two cultural icons against one another in a single film, and inviting one's fan base chocolate to mix with another fan base's peanut butter. So it came as no surprise when in 2004, 20th Century Fox released Alien vs. Predator. But this is Illuminates, and we don't actually care about that movie from 2004, and besides which, that movie sucked. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh, you'll need to look at that episode description just a bit closer, because today, we are here to throw one masterpiece of 1980s extraterrestrial menace, 1986's Aliens... Into the Ring Against Another, 1987's Predator. To decide once and for all which of these classics achieves space monster movie perfection, and which one is merely also pretty good, but still the loser. Oh. I am one of your two referees for this knockdown dragout battle of the ages, Kelly Powers. And I'm the other referee, I suppose, Brent Phillips. You son of a bitch. Oh my god, it's been a minute, Brent. It has. Especially recording in person. I know, this feels so right. So, uh, dutiful listeners will remember that there is a lost episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, now there's two lost episodes. Technically there's three. What's the third? Well. Sorry, what's the first? Okay, so the very f- <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to derail you, but the very first lost episode... We were going to do an episode on a movie called Critters. And we watched Critters, and neither of us could bring ourselves to actually record about that movie. Critters, you know the... Are you sure we didn't record that? No, we did not record that. Oh, whoops. Yeah. And then... Because we did put ourselves through Critters. We did. For no payoff. We even made Brandy join us for that, I remember. (laughs) And then... We were going to do an episode and watched the entire pilot TV movie of the series for classic 1980s television series Airwolf. Oh, that's right. We and actually didn't we record recorded that one. that one, and it was good stuff. It was honestly Illumination, possibly it, our best. It work. probably was a good episode. Probably the the highest There's summit so we'll ever reached. Weird reach. things about Airwolf. It's so rapey. There's so oh. many cellos. It's just weird. Stringfellow is somebody's name in that thing? Stringfellow Hawk. But when we went to listen to the recording, it cut off after about five seconds and was gone. Yeah, the recording just stopped. And we didn't know, so we just kept on talking for like another hour or two. I don't know. I'm sure everybody who's ever made a podcast that went on for any length of time has had, had that heartache at some point where technical failure just took it away. So on my previous podcast... Uh, my video game podcast, we always did it remote because we all live in separate cities. Sure. And so we had one podcast that was like end of the year. It was like game of the year one. It's like a pretty big one. It's like not, you know, the weekly ones if it screws up, whatever. But this one, uh, one of our recorders, Adam, uh, his mic just, it just didn't record. But you could sort of barely hear what he'd said in the background of my audio and I just oh. recorded it. So I wrote down what he said and had him re-record his oh lines, which I then inserted into the podcast. Totally off the cuff and, it and worked spontaneous. Great. <laughs> oh man, it's funny because like, I mean, he'd just done it the previous day too, so he kind of he did a great job impersonating himself. Good it for you. Well done, sir. And then 
our our third our third is, is Wonder Woman 1984, which is not an 80s movie, but it's set in the 80s. We felt it it was okay. Did do okay. Yeah, the movie is the podcast was about the same quality as the movie. It's fine, I guess. Listen, we have that <laughs> one in the bank. And if there is sufficient outcry from the public. It just wasn't. It just At some point. Hey, you know what? Maybe at some point in the future, we release it as a bonus feed for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> just to really, oh, you're giving us money? Well, yeah. here's this mediocre podcast <laughs> that we didn't think was worth releasing. So that'll light place. a fire under yeah. them, huh? Uh, yeah, it just, it wasn't very good. It was our first one that was remote. Yeah. Only, That's another thing. Doing the remote ones is hard. We did... Um, what else did we do remote? We did Die Hard 2 remote, didn't we? I mean, that sounds familiar, but didn't we do that before Wonder Woman? I don't remember. Maybe Wonder so, Woman was the only one we did remote? I don't know. Wonder Woman, I, I think I'd had a rough day. I was not <laughs> on my game. It just, it wasn't a very good episode. So I, I actually like cut the whole thing together and listened to it. I was like, this is garbage. I don't want to ever hear this again. And so it's been quite a while. And you know, we're both husbands and fathers and taking forever to get to, to doing stuff. And one thing led to another, and before we knew it, so much time had passed. And then, uh, like a month or so ago, Brent and I are hanging out at uh, this watering hole and uh, talking about, oh, we got to get back and do another episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And we haven't done Aliens yet. Haven't done Predator. Yeah. And it tickled uh, us the idea of doing Aliens aliens versus Predator. But having it nothing to do (laughs) with with the movie Alien versus versus Predator. Predator. So, okay, answer me this. Is the 2004 movie Alien versus Predator or Aliens versus Predator? Because there are multiple aliens in that movie. Right, gotcha. It is Alien singular versus Predator okay. in the 2004 movie. So that way our although podcast that is, will be very clear. Although that is misleading because there are many aliens in that movie. I saw that in the theater opening night in 2004. Uh, that movie, I mean, we can we can touch on that later on if you like, but... <laughs> Like I said, I I think maybe the best thing to come out of that film is the free hat I got when I walked into Comic-Con that year. Which he's wearing right now. And podcasters, you can't see it, but it is beautiful. Love the hat. Hate the film. Um, it did have Lance Henriksen in it, though. God, I love I me some Lance and Henriksen, he's, he's too. the best. You know, that movie has a lot of flaws, but Lance Henriksen is not one of them. <laughs> um, he, is he in every Alien movie? He's not in four, is he? Which is Resurrection, where she's cloned? Yes, that's like way in the no, future. I don't believe he is. That's probably for the best. Yeah. And I want to talk about that too, because I have some thoughts on, on Resurrection as well. But before we do, how do you want to do this? I had some thoughts on how we do this this competition, this this. this well, so I, I, right off the bat, I want to make it clear to everyone that Aliens is a better movie. Well... Thanks for so, joining us, and we hope you tune in next time. I don't, I don't even really think this is up for contention. What I like so much about Predator is that it's almost like a meta-commentary on itself. Like, that, especially around the time that it came out, like, the schlocky action movie with fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, you know, you, you went to go see this, you expected, like, Commando or something. And yeah. the first half kind of is... Speaking of Commando, Commando we established in one of our previous episodes. It's part of the Die Hard. It's yeah. part of the Valverde Cinematic Universe, the VVU. <laughs> the ever-expanding Valverde is Cinematic in, Universe. Is this in Valverde? This movie is part of the Cinematic Universe as well. Because the, I was reading, anyway, that the producer believed 
that the country that they start off Predator... Because I don't think they ever said. The country they start Predator in, not where they go to, but where they all land and, and assemble first in the choppers. And you uh-huh. see uh, Dutch get off lingering in the helicopter to light up his cigar and then finally you get off. son of a bitch. Yeah, and then there's this hand slapper around the world. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That takes place in Valverde. And so... This is part of the same cinematic universe. So that means Die Hard takes place in the same <laughs> yes. same world as Alien. And Commando. That's awesome. Uh, apparently so. Um, so uh, so what I was getting at yeah. was Predator very much starts off like one of those movies. And then it just like gradually transitions into this like really taut action thriller where you're like, holy shit, like this... This thing is killing every one of them. They aren't doing really any damage to it whatsoever until, uh, you know, the very end fight and stuff. And, like, it's just super tense and well done. And, like, I think it it works so well because it draws you in on the dumb action shit. And then you're, like, not <laughs> expecting it to be this, like, really good when we like were sitting at that thriller. bar and ha- coming up with the idea to do this episode, one of the things you said to me, because I had I loved Aliens, because absolutely one of the greatest films, but I had never seen Predator. Mm. And you told me, Predator, the first time you'd seen it, you thought it was this completely different movie, <laughs> and then suddenly there was just an alien there, which had happened to me before, too. Like, when I saw um, From Dusk Till Dawn, well, the first half of the is literally two different movies. Like, is just together. criminals hiding out from the government, trying to know how to you know st- you know stay a step ahead of the government overnight so they can take off for the Mexican border or whatever. And then halfway through, vampires just out of nowhere. This was kind of like that with Predator. Yeah, not quite halfway through. I mean, it happens much earlier than that, but still, I could see how they're setting up this whole other plot. Line. I mean, I didn't really follow what the plot line was with you know. We have to go rescue these people because why? They got caught doing what? Wait, no, that wasn't really what was happening. This was, what was really happening? I didn't really follow any of any of that information. I couldn't quite. It was just a random CIA chopper that was doing surveillance on this country. Got shot down. He sent in okay this oh, because... other group of commandos who got skinned alive. Right, you know, a bunch of green berets at a four brag, if you recall. Yes, uh, and then. They never came back, so let's take a generally equal skill and size group and do exactly the same thing again. Yeah. And they almost also disappear without a trace. Quick note about that. Let's send in the the bulky Marines. Hmm. When they give the mission, Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch, is just like, I don't do that work. And all I could think was, are you not a member of the U.S. military who goes where he's told? Now he's like a it's like an A team team. He he gets to decide he's his seen, missions. I guess, but A team was on the run from the government and they could pick and choose because no one was telling him otherwise. These people had military choppers and ammunition and it seemed like they were still active military. Uh yeah, I guess they go where they're ordered. Man, I guess it's good to have a certain rank. I, what rank was Dutch? He was like a major or something? Oh, I don't know. I just read this a little bit ago, too. Mm. Um, it's funny because there's, <laughs> if you pay attention, at the beginning, there's actually kind of a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense. And that I think, again, I, I don't think this was on purpose. 
but I think it all contributes to the way that Predator works and it slides in underneath where you think the movie is going and then you're like, sure. Oh. That's, you cannot yeah. say, I mean, as there's much no as, way they did this on purpose. Right. But I was going to say, as much as I love Aliens and find it pretty much flawless, you could never say, I thought it was one movie and it turned out to be another. No. You know what you're getting into from Jump with Aliens. There's no getting around. To be it. fair, uh, I mean, Aliens from start to finish is uh, the movie you think it is. But if you've just seen Alien, Aliens is not really the same kind of movie. Alien is kind of a horror film. Yeah. And Aliens is like a super intense action thriller. Yeah, I... So, my history with the franchises, both of these franchises, is as follows. I saw Aliens and loved it. You didn't see Alien first? No. I saw Aliens... I knew of Alien, mm-hmm. um, but I saw Aliens, and I loved it, and eventually I saw most of Alien. Most of? <laughs> I knew what it, where it was going. I was like, yeah, I've He's been... probably going to get yeah, it. Yeah, I pretty much know what happens at the end of this one. But I saw most of that one, and then after I saw part two and then part one in that order, I then saw um, part three... The Crash on the Prison Planet. Hated that. Saw Part 4, Resurrection. See, I like this. You started at the top and you just kept working your way down. Saw Part 4, Resurrection, which everybody universally panned, but I don't think is a terrible film. It is not. It is a terrible Aliens film. If you aren't going in expecting some sort of pedigree, it's actually kind of fun. I found what they did with her very interesting. Making Ripley new in that way yeah. was very interesting, and she played it so well. Well, and they had the best line of the whole series, which is, she's talking about how dangerous they are, and he's like, oh man, what'd you do? He's like, I died. Yeah. <laughs> which is right up there with another great line from that movie, which is, I thought you were dead. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought it was really interesting, and I liked it. Um wasn't crazy about written it. by Joss Whedon. True. Yeah. Wasn't crazy about Winona Ryder's part in that movie. She seemed all over the place. But and then I saw Aliens vs Alien versus Predator. And I thought, oh God, this is terrible. And then I Did never... you see that before you rewatched it for this? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. Uh I, not in the theater, but I saw it some at some point. And then I never saw Predator until I was preparing for this. And I watched Predator at home. Had you seen any of the other Predator movies? To this day, I've only ever seen Predator, and that was a couple days ago. Predator 2 is not bad. It's not as good as Predator. That is the one with Danny Glover? Yes, Danny Glover in the city. And it's like Predator just taking on the gangs and Danny Glover. Uh, And then you have these other two offshoots. I get a little iffy on the names, but I think one is like... The Predators and the other ones like oh, what? Yeah. Okay, so what, I, I think vaguely, the third one is Predators, and then there's the Predator. I vaguely remember that happening. It's like the Wolverine movies, where there's a wolf, movie called Wolverine, and then there's one called The, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, dicks. Yeah. Uh, actually, it ended in me buying the wrong movie the other night Crap. because Predator was there, and then well, I just saw the Predator, and it had like a oh, fucking Predator no. on the box art. You're like, well, that seems right. <sighs> And I was like, oh, 4K, sweet. And they must have remastered it or something. And then I buy it. And then like I get to the menu and I'm like, I don't remember any of these oh, scenes. Man. I remember just real quick on a wrong movie choice. Um, there was one time that uh, 
I was at a Blockbuster video, so you can kind of timestamp that here, uh, with our friend Alice and uh, Amy, who's my wife, but wasn't at the time. And we were looking for a video, um, <laughs> and Alice found the movie Jack Frost with uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, who comes back from the dead as a snowman to yeah. bond with his child, family-friendly friendly fantasy adventure. And there was also a horror movie called Jack Frost. <laughs> now, the box art in these two could not have been more explicitly different. And Alice <laughs> switched the inner CDs <laughs> just to have fun. And we were just hoping that somebody had a real big surprise that night. Yeah, you ruined some kid's yep. childhood. Yep. Some parents were just like, I'm calling Blockbuster right now. Yeah. I'm going to get their manager on the phone. Oh, but yeah, I don't understand why... Some movies will come so close to that, you know, Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. Just come Just on. don't do that. Um, but what I thought, I mean, obviously we're both agreed that Aliens is the superior film. But I thought perhaps we could do a little comparison because they line up pretty yeah, exactly in a very lot of similar. areas. So real quick, before we get started, do you know what version of Aliens you watched? Well, that is interesting. I watched the version... That I was able to rent on Amazon Prime. I don't know which was, one. Was were there any scenes of the colony before they go there? No. So there is a special edition. Okay. That has three extra scenes that I know of, and like two of them are actually pretty cool. So that the movie actually starts with Newt and her family are the ones that are sent to find the egg. Like out so in the like, wastes? Yeah, they go out to... Uh, Wait, Newt goes with them? Yes, the whole family oh, God. goes to... Well, they just they just hear it's salvage. So they go sure. and the dad gets out and goes and then like... I'm sorry, the dad and the mom go out and it's just her and her brother sitting in their little car, for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah. Like in, you know, the LV246 weather that's really intense and then all of a sudden the two parents come back and the dad's got a face hugger on them. Ah. And then it... It's her screaming, and that like transitions into going back to Ripley in the space but, station. You know, as cool as that scene sounds like it would be to watch, it was. I, I t- oh, okay, I understand why you would remove. Well, that. sorry, the, the scene's not bad, but you seeing the colony for the first time with everyone else—that's what I think I'm works saying. Better. That's what I'm saying. I would much rather not know anything about the place, just like they don't know anything about the right. place. The other two scenes, so one of them is uh, while she's on the space station and she's finding out that she's been asleep for 60 or 80 years or whatever, she had a daughter. Right, yeah. That I think is referenced in the first one. And she's like, well, what about my daughter? And then you see her looking at like a history of her daughter who is, it's just a photograph of Sigourney Weaver's mom. Right. And saying that she just died like daughter. four oh. years oh, like ago or something. Oh, she just missed her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Which I is mean... which is interesting. And then there's a final scene where um, uh, they talk about it in the movie where, you know, all the aliens are over at the reactor and they're back at the colony. So there's like an underground tunnel between the two. Mm-hmm. So they set up these two automated turrets to keep them to guard that one tunnel. So there's this really fucking tense scene where they're watching the ammo counts on these turrets go down and just hearing aliens shrieking as they just keep piling into these turrets 
and and one turret hits empty and the other one has like four bullets left before the aliens pull back and they have to go around. Yeah. But it's this just really intense scene where you're just like, holy crap, like how many, and it, you didn't really have a good sense for how many aliens there were until this, that they have so many they can just throw that many against a turret and not really worry about it. It was really intense. The, I'm also glad I didn't see that too because not knowing how many of them are out there kind of ups the stakes for you, the viewer, in any particular scene. And I think the most we ever see at once uh, swarming on any group of people is like four or five. You don't see more than that at a time throughout the rest of the film. No, there's maybe like ten or something when they, you know, they're, they're in the the false ceiling or whatever. Oh, they okay. Drop yeah, out, but that's, that's the most you ever see. If that, though. That's... I tell you, there's a scene in Alien versus Predator when they're discovering what used to happen years and years, you know, whatever it was, back in the Mayan civilization times. Yeah. How the Predators used to hunt these things and breed them to hunt them. And they show, like, two Predators standing on top this massive pyramid. And they're just oh, firing like down thousands. on swarms yeah, yeah. of thousands of the aliens coming up the sides from all four sides of the pyramid. And the camera pulls back, and they're massive fields of them coming up to it looked like the battle of five armies from like the, <laughs> yeah. the lord of the it's just you can't how would you ever get rid of that many aliens the world would have been destroyed but they show it in that film another reason that film is not that great um but aliens starts out in something that i i have missed and forgot that i missed which is that matte painting uh, galaxy, you know, yeah, like yeah, with yeah. like, it's not just like because Predator starts the same way. We see space and a ship flying through space. Alien mm-hmm. starts the same way, but Aliens, you have arguably a cooler looking spaceship first of all. But the galaxy that it's flying through is this gorgeously painted. There's like gaseous nebulas painted on there, and it's different colors and depth, and it looks amazing. And you used to see that all the time. Yeah. Especially in the 80s before they were doing all the CGI stuff. It just looked gorgeous. Predator's opening galaxy is literally a black tarp with holes punched in it (laughs) so that they could put the lights behind it for the stars. And it just looks so cheesy. And I was, I felt so robbed and it's, I don't know, it's Predator came out the year after Aliens. One followed the other, and it just felt like a step backwards. Because I watched them in that order. I watched Aliens, and then I watched Predator, and it felt like a huge step backwards. They spent their special effects budget on the camouflage. Yeah. And it's not like Predator was unaware of Aliens as a film that it had to live up to and try to surpass. Because, like, the, the elevator pitch for the film when they were shopping it around was, it's Aliens in a jungle. (laughs) And they're like, oh, sure. Um, but I felt like number one, Aliens was right ahead of the game, and then the 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 next part that gets Aliens way ahead of the game is in the introduction of Carter Burke. Carter Burke played by uh, Paul Paul Reiser. Reiser, thank you. Yeah, Paul Reiser. Jeez, he's just great. He reminded me immediately. I thought maybe he was the descendant of uh, the dude from Die Hard, who was El- <laughs> Elliot. What was his name? Elliot? Ellis. Ellis. Ellis, who was doing coke in uh, Holly's office instead of his own. Well, I love that Paul Reiser is that casting is so good because Paul Reiser is like this, he's kind of a rom-com guy. He's oh, not, yeah. You know, you'd never expect him to be this smarmy business guy. And you kind of think like, 
well, yeah, he works for the company, but he's on your side. And they're like, no. And he, he totally pulls that off at first. I mean, yeah. he does exactly what he's supposed to do. He pulls it off for as long as he's supposed for, to pull yeah. it off. And, Until uh, he straight up, straight up tries to murder them, yeah. And you look at the Carter Burke of Predator. The Carter Burke of Predator is Dylan. Dylan! Swoller than Carter Burke, that's Carl for Weathers. sure. Yeah. Carl Weathers. But, but uh, Predator's Carter Burke, Dylan, is sort of exposed as what he is right away. Oh, yeah, you know, well, A, he's CIA yeah. in the 80s. No one trusts the CIA in the 80s. True. I mean, they don't trust them now, but they really didn't then. Uh, and then, like, even uh, even Dutch, even Schwarzenegger, as soon as they're like, yeah, this is what's going on. He's like, yeah, really? Like, that's the story. I tell you, <laughs> that whole scene where Dylan is trying to convince Dutch, please obey orders and follow me into the jungle. <laughs> When he's trying to convince him to do it. That whole scene, all I could think was, how stupid are you, Dutch? You see Dylan and the general shiftily looking at each other after every sentence either one of them speaks. It just seems so sketchy from jump. And Dutch is just like, all right, I guess we'll go get your guys out of the jungle. Well, you know... Like you said, he's still a soldier. He's got to do what his orders are. And, like, Dylan can't order him what to do, but you better believe the colonel could. I don't know. The colonel seemed unsure whether he could or not, too. He seemed, like, apologetic and Well, because he was... I, I get the impression he respected him. He didn't like doing this, but yeah. it was still kind of, this is happening. Okay. I thought... I thought... Maybe on the whole, if you start with a swole Carter Burke, then maybe that puts Predator ahead for, for that comparison point. <laughs> Um, they both of them have the young female survivor that they come across and take with them for the rest of the film. Aliens, we have Newt, far superior to Predator's young female survivor, who isn't quite as young as Newt, of course. She's just a young woman. I don't know that she's even named. I don't think she ever gets a name, no. But she does speak English, we find out later. <laughs> she she is messing with them the whole time. Um but both uh, of them know... Neat little trivia point. Yeah. That is Newt's only movie. She went on to be a school teacher. Hmm. Cool. She was hired because she was um, part of an American family stationed on a, yeah, on like a she was military American brand. military yeah. base. And they were shooting in England. But they wanted it at Pirate American, Studios, and they wanted an American, so they're like, let's go find some American kids. Where do we find a military bases? I don't know why it couldn't have been a British kid, but whatever. A British kid could do a convincing accent. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really matter. They're all on other colonies now. What is space. Because only America will colonize space, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> England will stay It'll in the will do dirt. a shit job of it. Yeah. Apparently. Um, so n- both Newt and the unnamed survivor from Predator, they... Kind of, ha- I mean, Newt has much more knowledge of the complex and the layout and where to go and hide and how than the uh, woman in Predator does because the survivor in Predator, all she knows is stories that this has happened before to the men in her village and there's been rumors and whispers. You know, it's funny. I've seen Predator a couple times. I don't, I don't remember catching that of her saying like, oh, sometimes the Predators show up and scatter guys. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. How often? What? Well, it's. I got the impression. All she said was, "It happens every time it gets hot." Yeah, I thought that was interesting. When hot it gets really hot to attract them back from space, Brent. 
That's pretty damn got like an infrared beam. It's like, oh, it's hot enough. Let's, <laughs> let's head over there and yep. start hunting men. Predator comes back, sticks his finger in the jungle, goes, nope, not ready yet. Come on, boys. We'll come <laughs> back in back a in a decade. <laughs> um, I don't know. The other, the other parts that lined up for me, alien blood. You got to say the aliens creature has much cooler blood than the glow-in-the-dark glow than stick the glow insides. Stick liquids, yeah. Of the which was literally glow stick liquid. It was like that in Jello or something. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it was much cooler uh, concept, and they are both great alien designs. Like obviously, Alien and Aliens uh, have great alien design, but I really liked the the Predator, especially when he takes his mask off, and you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> you are one ugly son of a bitch." Yeah, he's not wrong. Which he should not take offense at that because he also called his best buddy from the old days a son of a bitch at the beginning of the film. He didn't call him ugly. You son of a bitch. And what was with that hand slap? Let's let's just it was like a thunderclap and the, the camera zooms in on it on and the biceps. Stays. It's so good. Kaboom. <laughs> oh man. I I love it. I mean I'd seen the t-shirts and stuff of that. The two hands class, and it's instilling you something. But I didn't know what it was until I watched a couple days ago. Now suddenly so much makes sense. This merchandise is lining up in my head. Also, speaking of merchandise, for Predator, you've got the Predator. For yeah. Aliens, you've got the Aliens, the Queen, the Lander, the Jump Ship, the Mothership. you got the, the forklift machine that she wears, the exosuit. Uh, you got cool. a lot of toy eticsness. Eggs. So one thing I will say that Predator, maybe the only thing that Predator has that is better than Aliens. Toy-wise? Or are no, we off that? Just, okay. uh, if you have more on toys, I can. I don't. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, you know, making some marketing tie-in cash, some... some Aliens had a lot of stuff. All the Marines, the plasma rifles, all that stuff was cool. Yeah, like, even their, even their individual armor was, like, customized, like... They had different designs and stuff for each character. You love that in an action figure. Yeah. Anyway. One thing they had over. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, the uh, Possibly the only thing that Predator does that is just straight up better than Aliens is the uh, the score. Alan Silvestri's score oh. in Predator is so fucking good. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, I think it's Horner's score in Aliens, but it doesn't fit the movie very well because apparently he got it, uh, he got the cut of the movie, like, and told, was told, be done with the score in two weeks, and so he just did the best he could. Just locked himself in a hole. That's why, like, even in the very final scene when she's, like, blowing the, the queen out the airlock, it doesn't quite line up right, if you really think about it, and it's like... That could have really hit those notes, and it doesn't, which is weird. Yeah. But um, the Predator score, like, is so good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The music from Aliens, the only thing that I really remember is the countdown music. You know, the yeah. build up to the big crescendo at the end. Well, it's it's just more environmental, and, you know, it's not trying to steal attention from anything else, and that's fine. Speaking of the environment the atmosphere god love the atmosphere of aliens the second you are i mean there's a little back and forth 
uh, office politics and stuff and getting her to agree to come back. But then when you get onto the planet, onto the colony, you immediately have this haunted house atmosphere. Yeah. There's mist like something happened darkness. Yeah. And you just, you feel this heavy oppression of dread everywhere, around every corner. The problem with Predator is 90% of the movie is shot in bright daylight. Right? I always thought that was an odd choice. You're in the jungle, sure. You can't really see around it, but everything's lit. In the night they have... It happens and then it goes away. Like, right. well, I mean, the big the the big confrontation at the end of Predator happens. Well, at night. sure, that's at night. But even at then, he's got a big flare going off above them, so it's like another sun is lit up. And I just felt like the atmosphere work was so great. I mean, I just felt so scared without knowing anything about what was going to happen with Predator. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I I still felt like jumps and stuff, but I wasn't nearly so full of dread as I was with Alien. Just walking around. Yeah, I guess. I guess my point of the aliens versus predator is that, uh, in terms of just film A versus film B, no. But the experience, I loved watching both of these movies for the first time. Yeah, and I watched them actually back to back because there was a an office argument about or office argument about which movie was better, and I hadn't seen either, so they let me be the the tie vote. Ah. Um. And so, like, you know, I'd seen, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes of Predator on yeah. TBS or whatever. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I knew the, what was supposed to happen. Um, and same with Aliens. And so when I saw them and it was like, oh, these aren't, like, B-action movies. These are fucking great. Yeah. Especially Aliens. But, like, the way Predator drew me in from what I thought it was into what it turned out to be, I just had a great time watching it. And what what did you say to, as, as your judgment? A- aliens. And did anybody come for you afterwards? No. Um, actually, the guy that had been championing Predator agreed. He, he had a hard time saying, like, there's just nothing about aliens that he would change. And it's like... Yeah, see, yeah. that's the thing. That's what I meant. Like, it's still pretty good. It's just not the perfect movie that aliens Right. Is. You know, like, Predator is like a, you know, like a Mustang. You know, like, it's, it's cool. It's fast. Right. And then you got a Ferrari that's just faster. And cooler. That's right. <laughs> it's like, sorry. It just is. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with your Mustang. Um, uh, I have a couple notes about Predator that I thought were funny. Is sure. that like, what squad like this doesn't have at least one sniper? Did they not have a sniper? I thought, um, not Billy. Who am I thinking of? Uh, the one with the glasses? Hawkins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. The he guy never... who makes... The totally awful jokes to Billy the entire time trying to make Billy laugh. The the big pussy jokes. God, those jokes. Those so, jokes were the worst. Um, no, there's like, when they take on the camp of rebels or whatever, and like they're in their element doing what they do, there is no sniper. Mm. And they kind of could have used one. Like they had... They had uh, Dylan on binoculars like, oh, here's what's going on. He clearly had a... <laughs> A perch to see everything. Um, I just thought that was an odd omission. And like, yes, you know, make it Hawkins. He was the first one to go anyway. So it's like, you know, they actually see the predator through the trees. And they're like, well, we got to go around and do this. It's like, if you had a sniper, you could have just shot him right there. <laughs> um, I kept waiting to... Like, I expected, having just recently, before I watched Predator... 
watched Aliens, and having identified in my mind Dylan as being the Carter Burke of Predator, yeah, I kept waiting for him to actively turn against the other, like take a shot at someone from. No, behind. he was still. A, still None of that happened, dude. but I was yeah. waiting for it. I'm like, he's gonna sabotage something or tell them that the chopper is just around the corner when in fact he's leading them here something but no he never he's actually went that the, far he's maybe the Gorman of Predator uh, okay maybe he's somewhere in between Gorman yeah and sure because he was knowingly withholding information Gorman was just an experience I gotta say one thing I loved about Gorman Gorman redeemed himself for me with a very simple thing he was you know he was very inexperienced he was throwing his raid around he was saying I'm coming in and the rest is like, he's coming in. I feel safer already. <laughs> that was a great line. But Gorman takes that hit and he's knocked out for a while, right? And they he eventually he comes to his head. He had a little head injury, but he's he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He feels kind of dizzy. And he's sort of out of active 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 duty the rest of the film. They like give him a, a gun, but he doesn't really do any dangerous things. He doesn't things. do any ordering right. for sure. But what's great is when they discover Burke as... This traitorous, smarmy scum that he is. And then something else happens and they got to go investigate it. They all leave the room and Ripley says, Gorman, watch Burke. And Gorman takes his gun out and says, I got him, don't worry about it. And he is taking orders from Ripley without giving any (laughs) thought to it. He's just like, yep, yes, ma'am, I'm going to hop too. And... Another worse character would have been like, I don't take orders from you. I'm in right. charge. Yeah. He didn't do that. He, once he, once no, she his, saves his him. No, his ego had been crushed. Yep. It was time He's like, for no, him. you know what you're doing. You're going to get us out of here. I'll take orders from you. And I was like, all right, fine. He's not a complete jerk. There's a ton of little moments in Aliens that are just great. Like, uh, they're pouring over the, the blueprints of the base, talking about, you know, we'll, we'll put a barricade here. We'll cover up these vents. Yeah. And Newt is trying to see, I but she's too that. small. And, like, you think she's just not going to get around, and Hicks just turns around and picks her up and puts her, like, right Very on her thing casually. so she can see. They don't make a big deal about it. You just, you're just like, oh, Hicks. But you immediately <laughs> like him so, like, not like you didn't like him before, but you really, like, he is a really good guy. Yeah. He's casually good with kids. He doesn't even have to try. He just you just is. hear the, the theater full of women be like, oh. Yeah, no kidding. And he was, you know, it was obvious that he... He liked Ripley. He was like, this woman is amazing. There's but he, actually, wasn't, he wasn't crazy about it either. He was like, you know, I'm going to be respectful. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a, there's another deleted scene. It's short, so I didn't mention it because I don't think it adds a ton to the movie. But where he and Ripley uh, actually exchange first names. Because you, right. I don't, oh, I don't did, think in this movie they ever describe her as Ellen Ripley, except for the very beginning when they do, like, take her out of stasis or whatever. Do we know what his first name was? I don't remember it, but oh. you do. Oh, man. I hope it's not like, you know, Elmer or something. I don't <laughs> Elmer know. Hicks. Something really. I'm sorry. I know that we have many, many fans who are Elmers, and I think it's a great name, but I'm just saying it wouldn't work in an action film. No, it's it's something regular. It's just them having a little bit of moment and then being like, you know, if we make it out of here, yeah. you know, let's go on a date, but, you know. One of the things that Predator really shoots itself in the foot with. If it was, if it was gaining momentum, it was gaining on the back of aliens. It backslid down the hill, a good mile for me. When Dutch turns and says, "Stick around," <laughs> I know he's an action star, but good God, that was contrived. That was terrible. It was like you should have heard a record scratch on the on the soundtrack at that point. 
I love that uh, if you look it up, that was that was ad lib. Oh yeah, and he's super proud of it. Can't it's like, blame the I writer. Bet you are, dude. <laughs> oh god, that was uh, so bad. And one thing I wanted to mention about Hawkins is that that's actually Shane Black who uh, wrote a ton of movies. He, I think he wrote Die Hard. Oh, what? Um, really? Wow. Oh no, I'm sorry. McTiernan directed Predator. He also directed uh, Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. But Shane Black wrote. Um, like the last Boy Scout, and he wrote uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight, like all, all these actions. When people and mention, Iron Man three randomly, when people mention the last Boy Scout to me, always, always, my brain first registers them saying the last action hero, <laughs> and it it always takes me half a beat to be like, no, they are not talking about that. Completely different movie. I love the last action hero. Completely different film. Um. One of the things Predator has a definite leg up on, in my opinion, um, is the radar tech thing. Like Predator has the alien, the the Predator vision, Mm -hmm. which is awesome and well done and is a great effect. And Aliens has their proximity detector, which kind of spends a lot of time on screen kind of doing a similar function, but is not as impressive to me visually. It's not impressive, but man, hearing that beep get like more right it builds suspense that's yeah. that's true there's, there's no doubt about that but it's just the visual effect was great with the predator vision it's funny it, you know you mentioned the uh the proximity detector they have in aliens that's always one of those things that i've thought like god what a brilliant addition to that screenplay to add tension and it's like it's the future they can have anything but like for you to come up with it and be like you know what this needs yet another thing to make this even more fucking tense and it already was tense and it's just like <laughs> Let's just add beeps to get closer together with your impending doom at the end of it. It's like, holy shit, this is so good. Yeah. The other thing um, that added tension for me, they did it like, they suckered me a couple of times in Aliens, was the the dream fake-outs. They do that twice, right? Where you think something is... Had, I thought they just had the one in the beginning with the chestburster in the station. But she has another one later on in the in the film, doesn't she? I could, I could have sworn there was a second when one. When she later. takes a nap with Newt? Yes. But then she wakes up and she really is in danger because the facehugger has gotten off the table. Okay. I think you're more aware that that one's a dream when it Man, takes that place. first one just really freaked me. I was oh, like, yeah. they can't go there now with the movie's over. <laughs> and when Jonesy the cat hisses, that's effective. And you're like, oh shit. I love that she, she leaves Jonesy at the space station. Yes, she does not God. take Jonesy on this mission. So it's that like, there will be one... Who would? There would be at least one survivor survivor of the Nostromo that makes it. And we know for sure he's fine. At least as fine as a cat can be whose owner has left. And was frozen for 60 years. I'm sure there's no uh, long-term effects. Yeah, maybe Jonesy was adopted by a nice couple who lived next door to Ripley or something. In that (laughs) beat-down shack hotel she was living in. I hope so. Um, Well, you know, I know it just tugs at the heartstrings as you as a new cat owner. (laughs) It was an old cat. Really? But yeah, you have both. Another thing that I think uh, Predator does well, to its benefit, is it wastes no fucking time getting started. Uh, Ten minutes into that movie, you're in a helicopter on the way to the action. That's true. You've set up whatever you were going to set up. You're like, it's a rescue mission. Let's go do it. It looks a little shady, but whatever. Let's get going. And then, like, you're gone. And, like, it takes a good long while for aliens to get into it, which... They did on purpose. I'm not saying it's bad, but like Predator 
almost knows you don't care about any of that shit in a movie like Predator, so let's just skip it. Well, I will say two things to that. One, the setup that Predator sets up isn't actually the setup of the movie. No. They set up a movie, but it's not the movie you end up watching. (laughs) And two, they don't have the baggage of explaining what happened in the previous movie to get through. I was not bored during the long ramp up in Aliens to getting to the colony. It was never dull. Uh, I I was delighted and repulsed at the same time with the uh, bored grilling Ripley because um, it seems so true. Like it's funny. So in the special edition, the the grilling lasts longer, and they make a special point to demote her from whatever her previous. Oh, of was. course like, they did. Fuck you guys. Why didn't they just like say that she had to pay them back for the <laughs> yeah. ship? Just be like, they can bill me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a substantial dollar amount Mount attached to this facility. God. Carter. <laughs> but at that point, Carter is her friend, right? Carter is like... He isn't straight up evil yet. Yeah. No. But he... Because he gets totally shut down, they start. Right. Yeah. But but I love that whole scene because it was totally true to life that the corporate, you know, jagoffs would just be... There's well, no life on that planet. I know there's no life on that planet. I'm telling you, it wasn't indigenous. Did IQs the... drop sharply while I was away? That's a great line. Uh, well, there's a great Ripley like finds out that Carter specifically was the one that told gave the go ahead to family to go yeah. check it out to go oh, check out that that Carter ship told spot. Newt's family to go and exactly she's like, there. I'm gonna nail your ass to the wall when we get back, and then is like that won't come back to bite me in the ass at all. <laughs> See, I didn't realize that I was confused because at a certain point at the end of the board meeting when everyone's storming out. And she says, listen, you don't have to believe me. Go to the planet. You can see it for yourself. And the board member says, I don't have to. People have been living there for 20 years. Never had a problem. And then later on in the film, she says, I saw who signed off on the colonization. It was Carter Burke. I looked Not the, the colonization. Like, what? How Not could the that colonization, possibly be? The colony order to go check out that now zone. Now that makes more didn't sense. didn't warn them what it was he just told him it was alien salvage which is not technically wrong he didn't lie no boy you could really cover his ass in court yeah he knew what he was doing and uh but yeah to not warn them that there's like an invasive alien species that will kill everyone there was that was the part that that makes so much more sense to me i was really struggling with that at a certain point i was just like well i can't think about this anymore but i did not understand how he could have signed off on something 20 years ago with foreknowledge of an event that he wouldn't learn about until Ripley came out of space. <laughs> like, what? Okay, that makes much more sense. Yes. Um, something else that Aliens has that Predator has no, not even a um, comparable uh, representative in is uh, Predators has no bishop. There's no bishop in yeah. Predator. And bishop is amazing Bishop's and great. Awesome. You love, I love me some Lance Hendrickson. Uh, Hendrickson. Hendrix? Hendrickson. <laughs> Hendrickson. He's Jimmy great. Hendrix, Lance Jimmy Hendrix, Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. He's, he's fantastic as Bishop. He's fantastic as Bishop's creator, uh, Wayland, in Alien vs. Predator. He plays the original Wayland, the guy who owns the company, Mr. Wayland. Yeah. 
who is a robotics expert, and he's dying, and he wants one last opportunity to impact the world, and he wants to go investigate this thing they found in the Arctic, and that's what he what's why he's in the film. And he's great in it. He's the only great thing about that film. <laughs> but Lance Henderson is great. I, I used to love him. Actually, in I actually like him in Alien 3, which is not... It's not good. It's just a wildly... I'm sorry, it's not bad. It's just a wildly different take the, on Alien. The problem I had with 3 is that there was no one you cared so much about. Like, the people you meet, you don't get to know in any real way. And the ones that you do care about, Ripley and Bishop, you already cared about them. Right. And good God, does it shoot you in the heart to find out in the first two minutes... Oh, yeah, Hicks and Newt dead. Newt is dead and Hicks is dead. And you're like, F you, film. I'm getting up right Right. now. It's it's just rough. And then I have to sit here for another two hours after you tell me Newt and Hicks are dead? Yeah, and they're replaced by a bunch of, like, prisoners and rapists. Like, what? How are you supposed to root for these people? You don't root for these people. It's tough. It's hard. But, But Bishop's great. I mean, he's... Half half the man he used to be yeah. in part three. But well, and then he comes back as I think it's a different version of in four another android. No, no, no. There's another android in the very end of the oh, movie you're right. that yeah. tries to talk her out of killing herself. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> as someone who loves both Aliens and Predator the way you do, there is only one scene you ever need to watch in Alien versus Predator. And that is the very, very, very last two seconds of the film. Oh, where the 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 predator who has been impregnated but didn't know it, and yeah. his corpse has been laid on the altar, an alien predator pops out with does a little with, with the, the mandibles, the mandibles cross crossing open, and then the the alien shoot mouth coming out, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's over, ah, <laughs> because God, you want to see that. Now, I understand there was an Alien vs. Predator 2. That Never I have not seen. Never saw it. And my... It's probably great. My understanding is there's an adult version of that creature at some point. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's true. It makes sense. And I kind of want to see what they do with that. Does he have the the Predator vision? But that was technology. Yeah, that's true. That was just... He bad. shouldn't have it. That doesn't mean he doesn't. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, both of these movies end with... Big explosions. Uh, well, Predator has a big explosion, but then there's a little after fight. The Predator explosion is a little bit weird because it's it, it looks like a there's like a um, mushroom cloud from it, but it's only like it's like a neighborhood level nuke, uh, yeah, like a mini nuke. It's very yeah. weird. Suitcase nuke. Yeah. Um. Whereas. Aliens pretty much destroy the planet. planet. Pretty fucked. You yeah. are not going back to that planet anytime soon. But what was cool, what I thought was cool, was that in the um, the the fifteen minute countdown to total devastation of that planet mm-hmm. at the end of Aliens, from the moment that timer starts, it is actually really fifteen minutes. Is it really until it explodes? Yeah, I never would have guessed. And it's her moving her ass to get out of that complex. Well, the scene where. You know, she gets Hicks back to the plane and like straps up, and she's like, "I'm going back for Newt." Like it's so tense because you're like, "I don't know that I would have the strength to do that." Like, yeah, that's... I would get the fuck off that planet. And she goes back down there, and there's no music, there's nothing. 
It's just her going down and like flaming the corners to make sure there's no aliens hiding and going down deeper and deeper, farther away from safety. And you're like, oh my God, Ripley. You feel really scared for her, but I didn't feel as scared for her because she's Ripley. Sure. She can get herself. She's very capable. But I didn't feel as scared for her as I did for Newt when Newt was in the water, holding her doll and looking around oh, half right? in the water. I was like, I can't, I cannot look at this little girl <laughs> hip deep in this water. Something is going to pop out. and get, Of course something does. And it did, yes. But it takes a long time before anything comes for her. And she, the camera just several times will pan on her, whipping her hair around, looking in various directions. And you're like, I can't. I can't watch this. This is not, <laughs> you know, I have kids. I can't look at this. And I know my wife would never watch it. <laughs> Amy can't stand children in danger. Kids in danger. In any fictional setting whatsoever. Nope, thank you. I'm out. No. Well, it's funny, like, you know, one of my favorite seasons of TV ever is True Detective Season 1. And I watched that. I don't know if it didn't have kids at all. Maybe it was, mm. maybe it was just a baby. But, like, you know, that didn't uh, register with me in the same way. I don't know that I could watch that now with, like, all the kid stuff. See, I don't know if there's something dead inside me or not. It doesn't bother you? It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Well, you get to watch... More dark. I'm gonna go home tonight and watch Children of the Corn. <laughs> I don't care. They probably deserve it. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't do something already, they were gonna. These kids are little shits. Yeah, it's absolutely. Um, th- both movies obviously ha- feature a crew of tough as nails Marines, but only one has a Sergeant Apone. Sergeant Apone and Alien, actual sergeant, actual sergeant, and he's the first fantastic. black sergeant. Yeah, so he was he was field promoted. He was the first Vietnam, yeah. first uh, officer uh, field promoted to sergeant. Not officer. He was field promoted to sergeant in Vietnam. First black man to do so, and uh, he plays a very convincing sergeant and a very likable one too. Yeah, he was great. Like he is, he is a badass to his crew, but he is. Perfectly nice to civilians. He's not a jerk to uh, his superiors. Like he may resent. He's very respectful of Ripley. He gives her. She's like, "How can I help?" And he's like, "I don't know. What can I can help?" And she's like, "I can do that." He's like, "All right." And then when she says, "Where do you want this?" She's loading the thing. He's like, "Basics, please." (laughs) Um, And even when he gets orders from his superior officer, and he disagrees with them completely, still does it. Not only does he do it, he tells the others, "Like, all right, chuckleheads, let's get to work." And you're not. This is another day in the core. <laughs> Every day is like a day in the beach. Oh. <laughs> Every moment I can probably quote that entire fucking movie. <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. But he has so much character and presence. You're like, this is a great actor. And Every one of those soldiers is is very well characterized. Although I did learn something today reading about aliens that I was like, oh, no. Uh, Vasquez, not Hispanic. No, it's just some white chick that they Ugh. did spray tan on. I was I like, know. oh no, no. When I found that out, I was like, <laughs> not cool, Hollywood, not okay. And it's like I remember hearing that. So in Terminator Two, John Connor's mom is the actress that played Vasquez, the stepmom. Y- yeah, the one on the phone. Yeah, his adoptive mom. Um. And, like, I remember thinking, like, they don't really look that much alike. They don't look alike because they had her in, uh, I don't know what kind of face you call it, 
Oh. Brown face. It was not okay. <laughs> it's like, oh god. And then you're like, really? You couldn't find an actual Hispanic actress to play Vasquez or just change her name? She could have been anyone. Well, I liked that she was Hispanic. I mean, sure, it's. I, mean, I don't, but I don't if you know want if that his... tells you something about how white I am that I didn't notice she wasn't. If you want her to but be like, Hispanic, then you better oh, cast, man, cast Hispanic. a Hispanic person. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Where's the Where's the Michelle Rodriguez of 1986? Like, <laughs> yeah. just get her. Yeah, really. Oh man, I I, I had a note on that at myself. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting was I saw that uh, the alien nest in the colony that whole set was kept intact for three years and used again as Axis chemicals in Tim Burton's Batman <laughs> I love it so it was the birth of the alien menace and the Joker, Joker. all in the same set like for it. some reason the whole I, they, I don't know why but the set was not struck it was just like put in storage all intact and then I guess they like, just figured they could use it again, and they did. For weeks of shooting, after they started shooting uh, Batman, they were finding bits and pieces that hadn't been removed from like sticky alien egg sacks, and <laughs> so I was like, "Would you get this out of here? We got to clear this whole." It'd be thing. awesome if there was a like just a, in the corner of a scene in Batman, you know, like the uh, you know, like three minute and baby. There's like a cutout of somebody in the background or whatever you know there's like all these like yeah, weird yeah. things that happen it'd be so great if set. there was an alien egg on the in Batman somewhere just really quick pans pans past and yeah the one of the surprising ties I found between these films was that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a sense indirectly responsible for Sigourney Weaver doing aliens in the first place because when they were doing their contract negotiations with her. Uh, she had become a much more viable commodity by then. And so she wanted more money than she had gotten for, say, Alien. Mm-hmm. And so she was not really backing down and wanted a, a lot more money. And the studio wasn't willing to pay it. And they were going back and forth. And James Cameron was getting really worried because he had already written the script based solely around yeah, Ellen Ripley. All Ripley. There was no writing her out of the script. What he did was, he went on vacation, and while he was on vacation, he arranged to have just a casual lunch with Arnold Schwarzenegger's manager, whom he knew from having just finished Terminator. Yeah, he just finished, yeah. And he has lunch with the guy, and during lunch, he he just lets slip casually that, you know, we just can't get Sigourney Weaver to play ball, I don't know if the studio is going to back down, maybe... I, I, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to have to rewrite the, the film and write it around a male character, and I'm thinking maybe Arnold might be our guy. <laughs> and so he's like, but, you know, anything could happen. I'll let you know. And they leave that lunch. And so that manager, who James Cameron knows is friends with Sigourney Weaver's manager, <laughs> mentions to Sigourney Weaver's manager that they may be moving forward with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Aliens. And, like, two days later... Sigourney Weaver had signed her contract and agreed to the amount that the studio was willing to pay, the ceiling of what they were willing to pay, which was, granted, a lot higher than what she was going to get otherwise, but it was finally nailed down and they were able to proceed because her manager got scared they were going to go ahead and move without her on Aliens and would have been a very different movie. I think she got paid a million in 1986. Nothing to complain about. not bad at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody made the right decision. 
the movie that needed to get made got made. I wonder what she was asking for, though. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever it was, it was probably not unreasonable for her. She's a great actress. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, the studio initially didn't even approach her to tell her they were making Aliens. And when James Cameron wrote the script and was like, let's get started shooting, they're like, well, we don't actually have Sigourney Weaver. He says, what do you mean? He's like, do we really need her? It's like, do we need her? (laughs) It's about her. The studio was just clueless as to whether or not they had to actually get this actress. They just didn't look upon her as vital to their production. You know, we were talking about um, The Last Action Hero before, and... I had heard an anecdote about that like a week ago. I don't remember the source of it, but that um, they finished shooting that movie two weeks before the theatrical debut. That's how long they had. Damn, they really ran right up to the last minute. And so like, I don't know. I thought the movie's pretty good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So I I don't know. Maybe it's rougher than I remember. (laughs) But that Aliens also had... They had no they had no time for test screens or anything. I think they finished a couple weeks before theatrical debut as well. That's why James Horner was on such a schedule to do the score. And like the only thing that anyone saw before the theatrical debut was uh, uh the movie execs got a yeah. viewing and they liked it and that was it. But and no test it, audiences, no, no let's see what they think. Straight into the theater. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Why do you make it that close? And it was a huge smash. I mean, this is the movie that really made James Cameron, right? I mean, Terminator was great, and, and it made everybody think he can really do a good job, but this is the movie that blew him up. Well, and it's funny because he does he does this, and then he does uh, Terminator 2, and it's like Cameron invented the just bigger sequel. Part 2 is much better yeah. than the first one? Yeah. Uh, again. Although I don't know that... I, don't, I think Terminator is great. That's another know, franchise. Terminator, I guess Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. There's no question. Do it's we have a, to do it's another been a episode? <laughs> That's another franchise. I did the exact same thing. I saw Terminator 2 first. Because I knew the basic story of Terminator. And Terminator 2 was amazing. And then eventually when I had time, I kind of caught on like, you know, basic TV Terminator. Yeah. And it was fine, but it wasn't anywhere near as good as Terminator 2. Terminator 2 it's was still amazing. Good. I don't know. Uh, Terminator 2 is the first R movie I ever saw. Terminator 2... I saw that in Point Break in one weekend. ...was so good, um, we almost missed my sister's wedding. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a groomsman, and my brothers are groomsmen, and my b- future brother-in-law, we're in his hotel room, and we're all dressed in our tuxes, and we're kind of like doing each other's ties and getting ready to go to the ceremony. And on TV is Terminator 2... <laughs> And when the Terminator drives the Mack truck off the uh, into the L.A. riverbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that whole chasing, we're all sitting on the edge of the bed, and no one has said anything for like twenty minutes, and we're just staring with our mouths hanging open at this. And eventually, someone says, "Oh shit, we gotta go!" <laughs> and we ran to that ceremony. He was almost late. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, it was great stuff. Something I was. Blown away to discover. I don't know what this says about the movie. I guess it's just really great movie making that I didn't notice. The Predator is on screen for a total of no more than eight minutes. Yeah. Total. Well, uh, he has scenes, but they're from his point of view as well. Right. There's kind of lengthy heat vision scenes. Yeah. But you only actually see him on 
in frame of the camera. I'd be curious how often an alien is in frame in Aliens. It's probably not very often. I mean, I think it's probably more than eight minutes, but not that much more. I don't know. Do we count all face huggers and stuff? Do we count? Do we count eggs? <laughs> all different life cycles. Yeah, boy, the the alien in Aliens sure has a complex reproductive system. You have it's to parasitic species. You have to a. Imp, you, you have to a lay an egg, hatch that egg in some sort of temperate climate. Then the face hugger that comes out of that egg has to impregnate some sort of mammalian host. That mammalian host. You don't know the you don't know the limits of the host. It seems like that's yeah, kind okay, of probably okay, okay. true. And then that host lives a little while after that, dies when the thing lunches out, of, comes out of his chest. But it comes out of his chest as like a little baby-sized thing, which then over some indeterminate period grows to full size. In the original movie Alien, it's like a fucking afternoon. It's no yeah. time. Yeah, that's true. Probably like a day. Um. And actually, you know, you brought it up with the alien that impregnated the the predator comes out as like an alien predator. That concept hadn't actually started until Alien Three. The when, dog like, aliens. There's like the dog alien. There's like yeah. a bull alien or whatever. Yeah. And it's I like, thought that was a good concept. I like it. It is. It was a cool idea that they take on the the characteristics of whatever they gestate in, and it's like, huh, that's kind of cool. And then like, um, you know, then you're like, whoa. What if there's a predator one? Yeah. yeah. It actually made and me... And then you get a weird DC step, like, what if Superman got one? He doesn't have... <laughs> yeah. Kryptonian aliens. <laughs> there's a scene... So at the end of Alien versus Predator, that film which sucks, at the end of it, one of the, the, the queen alien on that temple that was chasing them uh, gets pulled down into the depths of the Arctic Ocean, and that's how they defeat her. Mm-hmm. But you don't see her die. She just gets pulled down into yeah, the depths. Yeah, she's probably just fine. And I'm thinking, well, she was, you know, we've seen them still moving and thrashing about in the in cold the depths of space. space. Yeah. She's probably not. And then I thought, mammalian life forms. There are whales down there. Yeah, she's going to get some alien Can you whales. imagine alien awesome. whales? She was a queen, too. She could lay yeah. eggs. They, they didn't win. No, probably not. Although it was guaranteed that they're definitely going to lose later. I mean, I didn't see Alien vs. Predator 2, although I could. It's probably about whale aliens. <laughs> whale aliens! Oh, <laughs> whale aliens! So we usually do the... Um, what, what would you could, do differently? Yeah, what, could you remake this now? Whale aliens. Whale aliens. That's where it I is. I mean... You don't even need an elevator pitch. Just say that word in the elevator. <laughs> Just corner a, yeah. a movie exec. And the exec likes, yes. Whaleans. I'm there. <laughs> God, you can imagine because like in the background you always hear that chitter chitter sound of the aliens. In the, yeah. But you hear like a... <sighs> oh, uh, another bit of trivia that I uh, really liked. Um, the voice of the Predator and like all his little sounds are Peter Cullen. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Boy, he really did something different there, didn't he? Optimus Prime. I thought that was pretty cool. And like he'd he'd blown out his voice doing some other like King Kong movie or whatever. <laughs> and so like he couldn't do I think what they were looking for. So which was just normal beast growly stuff. Yeah. So he did this, which was totally different. And I'm like, hey, this is rad. They, they really had to, you gotta, I mean, 
you got to give it to Predator. I don't know what their production budget was, but they really solved for problems as they went along. <laughs> like, that happened, so they just did the best they could with the sound that he was making. The original guy to fill the Predator suit was Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I love that part. It was his first role. And he got so hot in the suit that he passed out. He passed out, and he was too small. They wanted him standing, towering over yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Jean-Claude Van Damme just don't do that. And also, he was, I don't know if he was misled or just blinded himself when accepting the role and thought that it he's was... he's not really in it. He's a special effects. Yeah. Right. He's like, he hated his costume because he's like, no one can see my face. How's anyone going to see me doing my well, you're a goddamn kick-ass alien, martial Jean-Claude. arts? Yeah. They're like, you're not going to be doing your kick-ass martial arts, Jean-Claude. You're just going to be a dude in a suit. <laughs> and he hated it. And so they eventually fired him and got somebody else. Somebody bigger. Yeah, they got that like seven foot tall guy. And then I wonder Kevin if they had something. to like, did they have to like redo the pants or the, the feet? Because Oh, they remade the whole costume. The whole costume. Yeah. I, I, I saw that originally the concept design for the Predator was a completely different monster. Like, Oh, it looks, it looks super dumb. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. They I, just, just, I read well, about it. The, I think in the trivia things, they describe it as like a, a bug head on like a man's body. And you're like, what is this? It looks like something from Mac and Me. Um, <laughs> or like, yeah, kind of. It looks <laughs> or, What was that? Explorers? Did you ever see Explorers? I don't know. That's from the 80s. but uh, Where they have the like, where they make the bubble? Well, they make their own, the, the neighborhood kids make their own spaceship that they actually take out into space out of like garbage cans. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aliens. So I think, I mean, obviously. So we haven't talked at all about Prometheus or Alien Covenant, which I actually really like Prometheus. It has plenty of issues, but it also has plenty of stuff going for it. I've seen most of Prometheus and none of Covenant. Covenant, again, if you know that it's not very good and then you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but they have some, the way Prometheus ends, you kind of have in your head like, oh man, I hope they do the sequel like this. And that's not what they do at all. Mm. Um, but Fassbender so, is fucking amazing. Just real quick for me, explain, like, the the aliens who created mankind and the aliens. The engineers. engineers. We're called the engineers. Yes. Explain your understanding, because some so many people have explained this to me in different ways that don't line up. So I want to know what your understanding is of the history of why the engineers created man and the alien creature and how. So, so we're like an hour into this podcast, but if you were to really hear my thoughts about Prometheus, <laughs> yes. we got a whole other hour coming, because I have lots of thoughts. So, okay. Uh, the engineers visited Earth every thousand or so years or whatever to kind of shepherd humanity along. Was humanity already there or did they make Yes, it? Okay. they were there. They uh, that's it. unclear from the movie, but it is in the script. I know an awful lot about Prometheus. Okay, that's fine. I'll trust you. Uh, it's more like the, kind of like the monolith in, uh, sure. in Space Odyssey. They took an existing bestial man and made him better. They guided yeah. it. Okay. Um, it's in the movie. It's really unclear whether or not he created DNA by sacrificing himself, but no, he was shepherding them on this engineer. Yes, while they were doing this, they left uh, hieroglyphics and stuff in the stars that was a map to where you know their space mission goes. Okay. Uh, 
And then we find that where they go is actually like some sort of abandoned military uh, station. The military they... of the engineers? So th- this part's weird. <laughs> this is why this doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. Is that it's like a, a military base where they were keeping like weapons of mass destruction. It's where they were keeping their like alien goo. Okay. And then they were going to send a ship to Earth because they had deemed it a failed experiment and destroy it. Why they left maps to this spot other than any other planet in the cosmos, <laughs> unknown. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So it was basically their nuclear fuel dump planet. Right, but like let's say let's say you are the engineers and you're gonna leave maps for you know, when you guys become spacefaring yeah. and you can handle this shit. You will come to this planet, which is our receiving station, where we teach you about the global, the global, the intergalactic, the go- community. intergalactic community. And like, no, we sent you to this like weird backwater where uh, we had some aliens and they got loose and killed them. And it's actually revealed in Covenant that the engineers are still around. Uh, I thought I got the impression they were ancient aliens who had passed. I, well, thousands of years had gone on, but there's a, there's actually an awesome fucking scene with them. Huh. Um, God, so <laughs> I love Michael Fassbender so much. Yeah, uh, you great. you should probably see those two movies in their entirety. Um, but there's some pretty fucking cool shit. But the engineers are still around. <laughs> Why they left maps to this installation, unknown. What this Was it repurposed to do this? Unknown. What happened here? Unknown. They do not ever really explain it. This all sounds, hearing you say this, like Alien versus Predator, but with much less uh, detail and thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, Alien versus Predator, you find out that it's the Predator species. Now, you don't know who made the aliens. Sure. But, and, and Predator species didn't make them, we don't think. They didn't make mankind either. But Predator species would come to Earth like every couple hundred years. And they would come to Earth and one thing they did was they taught mankind, uh, early mankind, how to build things like pyramids and, you know, roads and stuff gave them focuses your alien gave them that basic yeah and in return what they asked for was to use this certain corner of the earth uh to build this temple and to have sacrifices willingly come to the temple from the human communities to serve as hosts for the embryos the the face huggers to be placed on them because this, this temple that they built is basically a a breeding farm for the alien creature. That just doesn't sound like predators at all. What the predators would do is... Just take them. They would have, they would have humans come in. They would lie down on their, on their sacrificial tables. The facehuggers would come out of these little bowls and stick themselves on. And then they would... Aliens would come out. The aliens come out and then the temple itself is this insane wall-shifting maze that switches every five minutes and constantly shifts and morphs around them. And it became like the ultimate hunting training ground. And if the aliens whose time it was, there's only like three chosen at a time, if those three, if those three predators could survive the tribulation of 
hunting and killing the ultimate prey in the universe, which was aliens, mm-hmm. they were worthy of bearing the tribal mark and could be considered successful predator guys. Sure. And that's what they would do every like couple hundred years. They'd come back and do this and do this and do this again. And then the world's uh, global climate shifted and that temple ended up being in what became frozen Antarctic waste. And Mm. they stopped coming back quite so often. But they came back this time when an archaeological team was there and had awoken whatever. uh, There was a massive alien queen held in chains in the belly of the temple. um, Just... In like it was like dead, but when human beings like bled inside the temple, that like woke up all the machinery, and suddenly like lightning hits, <laughs> like machinery generates lightning, and the alien queen wakes up again uh. <laughs> and starts cr- starts grinding out eggs out its thorax on a conveyor belt, <laughs> like time to make the donuts. <laughs> it just keeps crapping it out. And suddenly there's like a whole new mass of aliens that can hunt the humans oh, who have come to the temple as the three predators arrive to hunt the species as well. I'll uh, say this for, uh, you know, Prometheus and Covenant is that they make some mistakes with the engineers, but they don't over explain what the engineers are up to and stuff. They leave they leave some mystery. That's probably they good. Should've. Yeah. One thing I did notice was that the engineers are massive. Oh, they're huge! I love it. Like, how would you? How much bigger than a person would you say they're they like are? Seven foot bodybuilders. <laughs> no, I think they're even bigger than that. Like, they're they're physical. Like, their heads are twice the size of a human head. They're big guys. And I remember there was one scene where there was like a severed engineer head that they like brought back to life, and it was like blinking and moving. I think that is easily the dumbest scene in the whole movie <laughs> because it's like, okay, uh, I'm sorry the 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 two people that start the. Uh, Numi Rapas and her boyfriend are archaeologists. Uh, and when they find this severed alien head in space, and they're like, well, let's just reanimate it. It's like, is that a thing you can do? What? Sure. And they just wake up this head, and then it's like, and it explodes. <laughs> it explodes? <laughs> yes, of course it explodes up. It's the nice. dumbest fucking scene. And there's so much cool shit in that movie. And actually, I saw it in 3D in the theater. It had amazing 3D. Like, a lot of times there's, like, you get that cutout effect and, like, movies are dumb. They knew what they were doing with this one, and the 3D is great. Hmm. There's a scene where they're, like, driving away from this huge sandstorm, and in 3D, you're like, holy crap, that is awesome. Uh, Oh, man, it just needed someone to tell Ridley Scott, like, to fucking cool it on some stuff. uh, Hey, Ridley. Hi. Yeah, love the maybe dial it down. Making movies for like (laughs) sixty years, but um, you went a little overboard on some parts here. It's fine, but we want to we want to maybe you're at an eleven, and I need you to be at like a solid eight. (laughs) Okay, okay, Ridley. There's I don't know why this just ever just recalled this. Again, I keep going back to this crap film. Let me be clear: AVP is a crap film. But that doesn't mean there's not things to enjoy in it. Yes. One of the coolest things in the film is at the end, the only woman, the only human who survives the archaeological expedition team is she was this like expert in cold climb survival. And that's why they brought her along. She survives. She's the only one who lives all the way to the end of the film. And one of the three predators survives. And the two of them at first 
fight each other, but then they realize they should team up and take out the rest sure. of the aliens together. Because Don't they make her like an honorary predator? They do, they do. They make her an honorary <laughs> predator. But one of the things that the predator does for her is he shows her that he they've killed an alien, right? And one of the problems with aliens is the blood. You you injure an alien, he's just going to flail like crazy. His blood's going to go flying and acid's going to spew all over you. Yeah. So what the predator does is he takes the dead alien and he takes out his knife and he very carefully, so that there's no spurting blood, slices off the top of the alien's skull. And then he takes like the sponge thing and he dips it in the acid blood and he squeezes it onto the top of the alien's skull in front of the woman to show her that the blood just rolls off the alien itself. Yeah, she makes like the alien armor. She makes an alien shield out of the top of the skull of the alien for one arm. A a buckler, basically. Yeah, there's some cool shit. And it looks pretty great. And I'm thinking, that's not bad. (laughs) That was... That 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 shield made out of a xenomorph head is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I know. And she gets to keep that. Like, the aliens come and they take their fallen comrade away. Uh, The predator comes, take their fallen comrade away. They stop all the aliens. And then she's left alone. I don't know who comes to pick her up in the Arctic since everybody else is dead. Yeah, she's but, stuck in the Arctic. But she got to keep that shield thing. That was pretty badass. And then I think there's a sequel, so maybe she's around in the sequel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well. Or maybe it's like the the latest two Predator sequels that I don't think have anything to do with each other. Or with the other movies. It's true. could be. Or maybe they're just part of the ever-expanding Belverde universe. <laughs> we <laughs> can only hope. I think... The third Predator one, which is Predators, takes place on an alien planet. Please tell me, at some point in the future, we can have a movie called Alien 3 versus Predators. Because <laughs> that would rule. No, the, the E in Alien is a 3. Oh, right. That'd be great. Too Alien, Too Furious. Oh, God. <laughs> that would suck so bad. Well, Brent, I think what we've learned at the end of the day is that when aliens versus predators, we all win. That's right. Uh, What I want viewers, viewers, what I want listeners (laughs) to take from this uh, is that if you've seen these movies, fucking duh. Aliens is one of the best movies of all time as far as I'm concerned. It's amazing. Don't sleep on Predator. Predator is a good Predator movie. is worth it's seeing. It's way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, it's definitely worth seeing. It is not on the same level as Aliens, which is just, it's flawless. I yeah. wouldn't change anything about it. I remember when we... Well, uh, I don't know, I might pick and choose some of those extra scenes to put back in, but whatever. When we agreed to watch this, uh, Brent texted me as he was watching Aliens and says, this, this fucking movie is just the best. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in like four or five years. I don't know. Once I had kids, like my media sure. time plummeted. So I don't rewatch stuff anymore. I used to rewatch movies fucking constantly. I think like a lot I've of seen that... my favorite movies like 20 times. Why? Well, I, I mean, watch another movie. I used to do that a lot when I was in school, right? Like if you were sure. homesick, yeah. you love putting on your favorites. Yeah, my, my sick movie is Constantine. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. It's a great one. I. I I do not have any complaints about Constantine. It's, it's a great. great fucking movie. Um, one of the ones that I used to love when I was sick was Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. See, I, I was always a Temple that. of Doom guy. I like Temple of Doom a lot. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, Aliens is great. 
Predator is good, but it's not the perfection of Aliens. No, this was never really going to be a, which one is better? And there actually be some sort of <laughs> argument. I'm sorry there's not. But Predator is a good movie. Yeah. Or rather, it is a good experience. The way the movie is constructed is almost unintentionally makes it a better viewing experience. Because you think you're watching one thing and then it just keeps... All of a sudden it turns into this, this kind of like an alien movie. And you're like, oh, holy shit, this is awesome. And I mean, look at all the government officials that came out of that film. <laughs> I want to, I do want to say that <laughs> when I first saw Predator and like, you know, Schwarzenegger's all covered in mud. He's done his preparation and he takes the torch and he's like, into the night to, to summon the Predator to him. He's like, let's fucking do this. You're like... Yes, if I want someone representing humanity, it's goddamn Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's do this. I was so pumped. I thought you were going to say, if I want someone representing California. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he definitely pumps you up. I mean, he may not be a great writer. Stick around. <laughs> Again, the schlocky stuff in the beginning works for me. Okay. The fact that a rescue squad blows up the whole fucking camp because they're supposed to be rescuing people. They blew up everything. All they brought were grenade launchers. Aren't you supposed to take live people out of here? So I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Their team, the Valverde team, was much more thoughtful and methodical in everything they did than the Space Marines were in Aliens. Space Marines had firepower and they went in and shot. The Valverde team set up long, complicated traps. I, I, there, I think there is a reason they don't talk about why the the Marines and Aliens are kind of shitty Marines. Like, you have to assume there's better squads than this one around. Well, there is Marine de- there are Marine I detail that specializes still... in bug stomping, meaning alien stomping, and they've never found any aliens until now, so... Well, I mean, they fought aliens, just not these, not xenomorphs. I guess. Uh, I think this is, uh, again, Burke trying to leave room for him mm. to bring back samples. Because he was hoping there would be a You're little bit of You're saying he chose a B team instead yes. of the A team? I think that was on purpose they brought a shitty oh, team. Oh, I never considered that. The, they don't say it, but in my headcanon is that they brought a shitty team on purpose. I well, do not think... That if you understood what the aliens were, you would send to this squad. The other side of that, though, is this squad loses all respect when over the closing credits, you get each one of them mugging to the camera going, hey, like pointing at it and smiling. Oh, and then their name in, in Predator. Oh. Their name, the name of the actor as, you know, as Dylan, as... As, as Billy or whatever. And they smile at the camera and do a little thumbs up or a little finger gun. Two future governors in that movie. God, Jesse Ventura and Schwarzenegger. It's the worst. Every single character does it except for Schwarzenegger who doesn't and mug Ventura even calls them faggots. Wait, what happened? He calls them slack-jawed faggots. Who? Ventura calls the rest of his team. He's like... Ugh, that guy. And you're like, oh, fucking 80s. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't much of an actor, was he? He was no. just true to himself. He was just himself. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah. Had a great time with this one. Loved comparing the two. Loved uh, the research. It's just, it's fun because they're so similar in uh, kind of like base plot. You know, you have the original team gets whittled down until this final showdown and like stuff. And like, there's just a lot of similarities. And 
Yeah, it's great. And, and I love that it came out a year later and wasn't quite as good, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like, um, well, forget what it's like. It's like itself. It's its own thing. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks, for a belated episode of Illuminators. Well, real quick, did we decide, is this the final episode of Illuminators? Well. Did I pronounce it right? Illuminators. I think I said Illuminators. Do I say Illuminators weird? Illuminators? <laughs> <laughs> Illuminatis. Um, so, we have uh, been discussing, uh, perhaps moving on to a new project, uh, and we've been considering maybe pausing Illuminatis or retiring Illuminatis so that we can focus on this new project. Yeah, if we come back to this, we might come back to Illuminatis or something. Yeah, I'd be totally down for that, too. Uh, we have not exhausted the 80s. No. There's a whole decade full of movies. They're both rich, rich fields. But I think we hit all the ones that we specifically wanted to hit. Like, And we talked about, like, well, one of our original things was we wanted to do ones that hadn't been redone because kind of our thing is we talked about, well, if you did it today, what would you, how would you do it? How would you do it? And, like, so, like, great movies of the 80s. Like, we talked about Terminator today. Like, Terminator and Terminator 2 are amazing They've been redone Done to death. worse again yeah. and again. Like so, uh, not know, only I, has Alien and Predator been redone, they've been redone as together. Together, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're easy. I really wanted to do these um, four Illuminates, even if we don't do our. No, I, do I was totally with you. I didn't want to say goodbye to this project before we had covered these two, and especially didn't want to end on Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Well, now. <laughs> Again, we may release that for the Patreon. Um, I did want to say that our upcoming project uh, may have a bit of a crossover. In fact, might be plenty of crossover with Illuminati. Yeah, some of those are going to take place in the 80s. Yeah. It'll be movie-based. Yeah, so we and, won't, uh, we'll get into that. We so. won't give you too much on that now. In fact, probably what we'll do is release in the feed a little, uh, hey, from yeah. the makers of Illuminati. like this. Yeah, come check out this. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Come check out Podcast X. Um, but until that time, we want to thank you all for taking this journey with us. And uh, in the meantime, you know, by all means, continue to like, spread the word, give us some excellent comments on iTunes. Uh, and if you want to give us a, a an email over at uh, our Gmail address, that's Illuminates podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just occurred to me that we should try to find a shorter <laughs> email address for our upcoming yeah. project. Um, but until <laughs> Illuminates podcast with Kelly and Brent.com. <laughs> yeah. This is my feedback for Illuminates podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but no, um, we'll talk to you real soon, folks. Thanks for joining us again. And Sorry, soon for us. Yeah, soon for us. It'll be. <laughs> Definitely Years within a year. For you. <laughs> you, just imagine you're in cryosleep. Until that fateful day arrives, we've done our job, Hollywood. Now you do yours. <laughs>